As always, whenever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Hit the ding a link to be notified of all the latest episodes. Uh, feel free and give us a five-star rating. We much appreciate that. Or you can head to our Patreon page also and show your official support and get access to exclusive content and much more. Patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. My name is Gavin. I've got my drinking buddies in the form of Mr. Muir and Mr. Dixon. Good evening, gents. Hello. hello. Good evening happening i am live from preston surely there was a wee tap room you could have been sitting in well there was so i, I told this i told callum this no, he's got no shoes left because he's uh, stuck to the flare <laughs> when he went in i found i found a place right and Name it, it's, it's soon a beer beer hut or beer tap i think it was called right. this, uh, it looked all right visually on google google's it's fucking the new fucking plenty of fish. <laughs> plenty of fish. Okay, no. And it looked all right. And I was like, all right, okay, I'll give that a shout. Because I want to pick up some beers for tonight for recording. And I'll grab a beer. And I had some work crap I need, needed to finish for. I've got a meeting thing tomorrow. I mocked it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited about seeing this place. I'm like, oh, it looks decent. Good star rating. Beers in the picture look decent. I walked out and fucking... Shite hole, uh, two beers. There's one, one cask, one craft cask beer and one craft keg beer. Um, and the keg ran out on me and gave me half a pint. To be fair to the woman behind the bar, fair play. You don't know, didn't know what your name was, but she gave me the half pint for fuck all. I did say I would pay for it because I'm yeah. I'm drinking half of this and then I'm buggering off. To be fair, I was like, I'm no staying in. And she said, No, no, I'll just have it. But it was from a brewery called Northern Monkey. And I was like, no oh, I see, I see what you've done there. No way. See what you've done there. <laughs> Is that like the gap and the gape? <laughs> Aye. I was like, that's a bit dodge. Like, surely. I know, I, I know I'm, te- I, I don't think I'm anywhere near Northern Monkey. Northern Newcastle. Monkey. Aye, Monkey. Are Northern Monkey Newcastle, Spain? No. Leeds. Leeds. Aye. Sorry. I'm not that far away. Far, far away enough, I suppose. Mm. But aye. That's like that, that Asian guy that, uh, that uh, I named these corner shop Singsbury's. Aye. And he got, he, got in trouble, he got in trouble for it, and then Morrison's got in touch with him and said, we'll, we'll, we'll let you call it Morrison's. Morrison's. <laughs> Northern Monkey. Northern Monkey and Bolton. But then, uh, I ended up, so while I was there, again, I went down the Plenty of Fish Googling route, and I was like, I need to find some decent beer. Um and stumbled a pro. It's actually kind of wellish known. It's got a wee bit of hype on social media and Instagram and that. And I knew of a bargain booze that sold fucking the most ridiculous beers. Just so happened it's in Leyland, which is which is five minutes away from where I was. So I was like, fucking yes, jumped in the motor, went down there. Holy fuck, this selection is better than fucking majority of, of bottle shops you go in. It is fucking ridiculous. It's the tiniest wee shop. It's a wee normal bar- bargain booze. You'd walk past it, wee newsagents. It's a fucking Aladdin's cave of craft beer. It is ridiculous. It's insane. Granted, I mean, I nearly was having 
a fucking chub or the American beers the fin back the other half and there's like I another thing magnifying something like that I can't remember what it's called you surely expense that shit man <laughs> yes actually <laughs> actually drinks <laughs> te- technically I've not actually had a dinner tonight yet and the work has to pay for a meal Ta-da! So I picked up three, picked up three cans of beer, um, and yeah, I was sitting calm as well. Um, you know the Crafty Diaries on Instagram who does the nice uh, glasses and that, all their glasses, all his glasses there. I was like, this is fucking mental. So nice. Three cans of beer, uh, one in the Crafty Diary glasses. I'll go to the beer. I'll just go through what we're drinking anyway. I'll, I'll kick things off while I'm rambling on. Um, I picked up track, wait a while, <laughs> Paleo, Citra, and Motu Eka. 5.3%. My only gripe of this shop is the fridges weren't freezing. Um, hence why I didn't buy any of the American beers. I don't know how long they've been there. Cold storage didn't seem particularly great. But um, aye, th- this is, is what it is. I, I think I, I do generally feel like it would be a, a lot better if it was icy cold. I have made a rookie mistake and Cal said I should have got some ice from the bar. I should have done. Um, fucked up there, not going to lie. Um, but this is feeling like my start would be the next two beers. One is I've had three times already and I think it's one of the best beers of the year and another one is uh, one Callum you loved last year the year before and I loved it the year before that so in the form of uh, one of the year's numbers but this uh, track beer it's staying what it it's, it is what it is it's just not cold enough which is weird you normally you want the beers to warm up but it's just not cold enough for me I think it's because I've been driving for eight hours I'm not going to lie to be fair so nothing against the beer I'll you should have had a nice pint of freezing cold uh... Heineken down the stairs while you were waiting for your ice and that would have took the edge off and then you could have um, enjoyed decent beer when you got up to your room. Missed a trick there. Very true. <laughs> what you got, D? I'm on a, a wee um, fan favourite as well. I've got uh, Camper Vans Extra Black. Um, oh, oh, aye. 4.5%. Um, yeah, Patrick and the gang trying to take over the Edinburgh craft beer scene and kick Guinness to touch. Um, and it's the extra what you did there. Did you like that one? Um, You're not even an egg chaser, man. I like that. No, that was good. Um, the It's just a quality beer. Like, I've got to admit, it's easy, easy drinking. It's got a bit of flavour um, to it in terms of the maltiness. There's a wee bit of coffee aspect to it as well. Um, it's gluten-free for all the um, gluten-free people out there. Uh, so I would Any, highly... Uh, Recommend. They, they need to really start a nitro can, like oh, because okay. see see Pardon the difference. Aye, Pardon sorry. Wants to pour it via even on the wee Guinness thing and try it. Aye, that's a good idea. See back. the see the difference between the can and the keg. Aye, it's just with mm-hmm. the can's really nice. Like I enjoy, I really enjoyed the can. Uh, it was delicious. But see that see that pint that that we had in Ryries um, after the big swallow me and McGill. That was just so easy and smooth to drink. It was absolutely fantastic. I think the flavour of the beer comes out better in the can and then the body of the beer comes out better via the mm. draft. Because um, the last one sense, I had though. in Ryan... What was that? Then that makes sense, though. Aye, well, it's, you know... But I think you're right, Carl. Like, if you could... Like, the the nitro version is just... It's, it is quality. Um and I say it's a simple beer, but it's a simple style of beer. You know, it's a port that there's no thrills to it, as in like, you know, 
there's no adjuncts being added for the sake of you know making it a bells and whistles number. It's been designed to be sessionable or day take on um take on Guinness basically. Yeah, and it's really nice because obviously I work in Edinburgh, so it's nice when I've been having a chat with people and they're saying, I we've actually taken Guinness out now. And oh, really? the extra blacks the are preferred dark beer. Aye. <laughs> oh it's aye. And when people come in asking for Guinness, they say, actually, we don't have Guinness, but we've got a local version of Guinness. Oh, I'll give yeah. it a try. And basically, other than one pub that I've asked the question when I see it on that don't have Guinness, they've said they've not seen a difference in terms of sales, which I think is wicked. Well, that's good. Like, good. So, um, fair play to Campervan and that. Um, it's, yeah, it's weird. I'm starting dark and then I'm going light after. But I. It's been one of those days, and I kind of fancied something that I knew was going to be easy drinking to start, and right. this, is, this is exactly it. Makes sense, makes right. sense. What you got, Cal? Well, I'm uh, kind of a fortnight late to the party. Um, no. We had STF and Alchemy on um, a couple of weeks back, um, mm-hmm. primarily talking about their collaboration, um, which is called Collaborate, and they're Scottish heavy, and uh, I found myself rather fortuitously in Glasgow on Thursday afternoon, so um, managed to pick up a can of this at the Grunt and Growler. Um, I feel really terrible because I never asked the chap's name that I spoke to, um, but he was a he was a Chicago Bears fan, um, so we, we chatted about the NFL and stuff like that, and he was really cool. Um, I, had a, I had a wee drink as I was wandering up and down, um, looking at the fridges and talking about various breweries and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I picked this one up, and it's uh, I'm glad I'm glad I did really. Um, and everything that we that that was spoken about um, is definitely ringing true. The malt bills singing, um, and that that unidentifiable sort of something um, is definitely for the coriander um, in there. It's just that that little extra bit of zing that you're getting. Um, that kind of lightens it up a little bit, um, but it is. I mean, it's such an underrated Stelly beer, and it's just, just you know, along the same lines as your extra black mark. It's, it's no frills, and but it, that doesn't mean that it's easy. It's you know, to be able to get the malt ba- balance right and to get it tasting right is an art form in itself. Never mind, you know, having to deal with hop combinations and and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's hard enough to to get the, your malt bill sitting right. So yeah, I'm glad and. Three and a half odd percent is a perfect starter, and and also something that you could, um, that you could session on easily. You could I could sit and drink, you know, half a dozen of these quite quite happily while I'm you know watching the football or blathering or sitting out in the sun or or whatever. I thought it was just the the complexity of the malt bill. I thought was really sang in it, and it was just like you say, it was it's a it's a really easy drinking style of beer. It's an underrated, like you said. Um, but for me, that was the thing. I, 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 I and I say this to David when we were, I wasn't really expecting to like like it that much. As in, like mm-hmm. I would like it enough to because I knew it was going to be like the breweries involved were going to make a good beer. Mm-hmm. But from my palate point of view, is more like what I'm saying. Like I was sort of thinking but there was going to be enough in it to excite you, you know, aye, and, and but, keep you going. Aye, I totally get that, and it's just remarkable. You know, I mean, we. we when, when the guys were on, you know, he, he was saying it was it's primarily pale malt. So you're talking you're talking eighty percent plus of the recipe is going to be pale malt, and it's just dividing that remaining fifth up into enough excitement and getting the balance right. I think it's just absolute wizardry. It really is. Yeah, 
Phil and uh, you and uh, STF are like they were. I'm not saying nothing like against the Elkhamer boys that because obviously I, when I went in there, um, like when we're blathering about the beer and like the the additions and where they added stuff and obviously because they made like the cinnamon bun with the bakery around the corner and mm-hmm. the pot. They look like the kind of that up or no? Yeah, that's weird as fuck to be honest with you. Like it is like that. I only had, did I have a can? I think I had a can of it. Like, it took me until I was about halfway through it until I was like, I'm not sure if I like this or not because it was like Mm -hmm. sweet, it was savoury, it had a, like, it had the spicy bit that you would expect. How many, how many beers have we had like that over the years that it's, you know, you're you're three quarters of the way through it and you're saying, I I don't don't really know if I like this, but I'm I'm drinking it because it's so interesting and it's going to give me something to talk about. It's the best kind, mate. It's the best kind of beers. Like, you know, you get to the end of it and you think, would I buy another can? Probably, but I'm not sure if I like it. But I'm yeah. buying it because I would like to find it out. You know, mm. it's it's aye, it's quality. We've not had many of those beers, to be fair. Thank you, but we've only had a handful at best, to be fair. Mm. Um, but um, it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's either Jeddah or uh, Jihad. I can't remember uh, how you pronounce it. It runs the Grunt and Growler. Oh, it's Jeddah. Right. Okay. Jeddah. Um, Aye, so they, he was, aye, he was, he was a, a cracking gent and he blathered away for ages and gave me some good recommendations. Um, managed to pick up some big dirty beers for uh, my brother's birthday. Um, a couple up to sort of thirteen and a half percent, and it's like you know Craig likes his, uh, he likes his dark beers. So um, I'd, I picked him up a, a Pentrich and an Overtone and um, what else? I can't remember now. Like um, I think it's the dark beers heavy. And I picked him up uh, a can of the extra black as well. Um, that was in there. So, uh, I yep. And then wandered along Argyll Street and and a few hostelries. The the beer selection was average, I have to say, along that neck of the woods. Um, mm. And uh, I had a, I had a pint of disco forklift truck on draft, um, and it was harif. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I had a pint of Joker on draft, and it was just slightly better than horrific. Um, and that was it, and that was the, that was pure. And those pubs that I had, they man, they did have craft beer in the fridge and can. I thought myself, well, I mean, I could have just bought more cans at the Grunt and Growler. You know, I'm I'm, I'm wanting to Aye. drink, I'm wanting to drink beat pints. So I did. That's why I didn't do that. Um, but the thing is, you always when you go into places and they've got a wee craft beer selection in terms of keg, you want to try it half keg, like. Cans is you can get cans like of Aye. whatever, like having it in case. Like and like you say, we, I mean, even though it's stored in the fridge, how many punters are actually going to be coming into these pubs and buying craft beer out of the fridge? Uh, no many, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so I and, I and then I managed to I stumbled across Hidden Lane Brewery as well um, oh, along I... there and bought a can, bought a can of their uh, uh, vanilla coconut stout. Um, to add to Craig's birthday bag as well, so um, they were kind of winding up for the afternoon when I when I rolled in there, and there was only about twelve cans left in the fridge in total. So, um, packed a can of that up and then and then headed off. But uh, yeah, we need to get them Fiona on and uh, Fiona and Graham, I think it is that run. Yeah, they make some awesome stuff. I've actually came across some of their thing uh, beers in a couple of bars recently, as in like on draft. And like right. the weird and the weirdest spots, and then I managed to kind of piece it together that um, Graham he owns a couple of 
uh, he's built into a, a chain of like kind of bars, restaurants, and that. And I was like, that, oh, makes, right. that makes sense. It was really cool, like seeing um, their stuff because, like, you know, the badges and all the rest of it are really cool um, as well. And like when you see the the brewery, literally in the hidden lane, you know what I mean? It is, uh, it's 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 titchy. Um, so, and I fear. No, we need, to, we need to get them on um, and get a chat with them, definitely get that sorted. Um, so as you can probably tell, just the three of us tonight, no guest on this evening, which isn't a bad thing. It's a, a good time we look back over the last couple of weeks and guests we've had on. Um, with the likes of Missing Link, we've had STF, you, what one's that? This is the day one. I thought I would oh, I've kept, I've kept that, I've kept that. We've had STF and Alchemy and Sure Shot last week. Um I get like the all three of those or four of those guests. I think we've had a, a good run of weeks there. The sure shot, the, the conversation with James was kind of ridiculous, almost like uh, going through like his biography, for lack of a better phrase, of the stuff that he's done and like talking to somebody who started Cloudwater and then went, eh, you know, like I'm going to go and do something else. You're like, what? But then his case came up and he's made made sure shot, which to be fair is 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 slowly coming up as as one of the the best breweries in the country. Easy uh, for me, certainly. The the beers that, that he's making are ridiculous. The can art is phenomenal. Um, the names are ridiculous, but I love everything. I love everything about it. Um, so really, like I said, that was awesome. Missing Link as well. I think um, was it Jonathan from Missing Link? I forgot his fucking name. My bad. Um, but the conversation with Missing Link was was unreal as well. But again, a brewery that um, Jeremy, Jeremy, thank you. I've had, I've actually had like a, we I think we said this. I've had a, quite a pronounced like a, a big impact in the craft beer scene in the UK, but just being quiet in the background and just like I said helping the bigger the bigger guys out and helping smaller breweries come through like the, the likes of Unbarred and Drop Project and stuff like that and they've went on to bigger better things but they've all went through Missing Link and like I said doing work for other breweries so it was really and really fascinating to talk with Jeremy to be fair and um, I, I know I picked up a couple of beers after after the podcast did you did you end up buying shit Delk? You're looking for, oh, no, you're the... for the West didn't you? I've got it loaded up here actually. I've got I basically Do you just have tabs open every single week and it just <laughs> I very rarely use this computer now because obviously I've got the like a work like my work computer. So I'm oh. on that every day. So the, basically the the only time this computer really gets used is on <laughs> a Tuesday. So basically <laughs> I've got I've got a tab open here for the pod, or the podcast, funny yeah. enough, with all the other links yeah. to it. Um I've got Sure Shot open, I've got Beer Merchants open, and I've got Missing Link, and I've got uh, I've got the Sierra Nevada <laughs> Cascade Club one open too, because that's oh. always an absolute winner. Incidentally, I, I'm so going to Brew London in two weeks' time, something like that. Yeah, jealous. Obviously, Gil's coming down, and a couple of other guys are coming down, um, and we're going to Brew London, and Sierra, Sierra Nevada are there. By the way, nice. By the way, fucking... keeping Miguel, getting Miguel to go anywhere else other than Sierra Nevada. Uh, well, lucky getting the Perius away for that because 
all no no offense to any other brews that are going completely non at all. Um, the way this this the festival set up, it's like it's always slightly different to like the we are beer ones. Like you don't get your big your big big boys. You don't normally get your overtones or or your dares or whoever your your bigger breweries. You you get smaller ones, which actually makes it more fun to be fair. That are trying to break through. Um, so you find some fascinating things to be fair, but I like. Just, I mean, I'll just prop myself up there, to be honest. The first question I'll be saying is, where's the beer being brewed? Mm, because, ah, true. you know, if it's if this has been shipped over from the West Coast, then I'm all in. Because, like, we've had that chat with James from Hop the Pond before. Like, people are making American beer yeah. in the UK, you know, and it being branded as... You can normally um, tell with the cans, like, because I think there's some sort of rule in America, like they can't, they can't um, brew it, they can't package it in like a three thirty ml can or whatever. It's got to be like a three five three five five because it's a six ounce can or something like that. Oh, nice. And it should that... tell you, it should tell you on the can brewed and canned at whatever. Aye. Was there no something before? I, I remember. I think I put something on the group chat. This is years ago. Do you remember it was beer fifty two? They were doing something. I think it might have been one of the the American boxes, and it was I can't remember what brewery it was. Um, and they're like, "Oh, this beer's getting brewed in America." Blah blah blah. And I called bullshit in it on a fucking heartbeat because I had one of the beers like two weeks before, and it says on the it said on the can brewed on vocation, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." You can't say it's brewed in America. On your videos and whatnot, advertise it, and it, or you fucking pick up the can. Oh, vocation, decks. That's funny. <laughs> fucking date this... right. Don't don't pretend. To, don't try and. So there you go. This this I'm, I've just went on to SierraNevada.co.uk mm. to their shop, and apparently all of the beer is brewed at Mills River in North Carolina. So it's not brewed. It's not brewed in California. But it's brewed in North Carolina, and then it's brought over to the UK. Not America. But it's, it's brewed in America, but it, 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 obviously to their recipe, but it's, it's strictly speaking, it's not brewed in the same, you know, it's no brewed there. But, uh, but aye. At least it's no brewed, like, like in the UK, again, aye. under licence. Um, did you see, not so much a, so there was a new a t-shirt. Marks and Spencers um, brought out a new craft beer t-shirt. That might have been last week. I think it was last week or over the weekend. And there's been a bit of a hoo-ha, McGrath about it. So it's basically you. You'll actually remember, you you visited the the place that I'm going to reference, um, Callum, when you went to the Stranglers in London, the craft beer co place. Oh, I did in Brixton. Hmm. Yes, yes. So basically, the t-shirt I've I've forward it to the group so that you can see it Callum because I know you're looking at me like what the fuck are you talking about I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Miguel sent it or something um, the other day but send it again so I don't have to find it aye save you save your job save it's your quite job. funny this one not it let's be honest it's it's it is fucking funny to be fair uh, so it says proper good beer on the back of the t-shirt big massive logo and it's in the middle it says craft beer co pale ale there's a bit on it so oh, there's another bit to another layer to this as well which I I caught from the craft beer pin up or pin up craft beer girl. I can't remember what her name is on Instagram. For and proper good blokes, because that's no misogynistic. Exactly. Bing bong. That's where I'm going with. It. 
Um, so she was picking up that going, thanks for um, fucking generalising that, the gender. So okay. that's that's made people unhappy also with that. It's just... Um, I know it's a dad t-shirt. It's just... It's a, a, it's a t-shirt like targeted for dads. Mm-hmm. I get it. And the guy's got it on back to front, to be fair. Well, no, you would expect that to be on the front, not the back. Oh, no, there's a wee logo on the there's a wee logo on the on the left tit. Oh no, going down a fire on the front. So like the, the so I so the that the the tap room that I'm, uh, that you visited, Cal, they've kicked off going. Well, that's that's our name that you've just filed on the t-shirt. That's like, the guy. That's the guy that I spoke to. That's in the picture. Aye, uh, well, right. he he's photoshopped himself, and that's what reminded mm. me. of looking for his name, and um, excuse me. So they've kicked off asking M and S for royalties and like whatnot. So it's went off on Twitter that way, and then obviously people have picked it up because it says for proper beer lads or whatever it says. Proper blokes, right? Blocks. So that's going to piss off a lot of people. Oh, just that kind of chat just makes you feel a wee bit sick in your mouth. Just... To be fair, you know. Because anybody that spends more than ten minutes, like reading or talking about people, talking to people about craft beer, you know, that's it, this this the drive is for inclusivity and and you know breaking down barriers and and all that kind of stuff. It's like it, it's like was this t shirt designed by Brewdog? I mean, honestly, it reminded me of that. It made me laugh as this is a Brewdog t shirt. Right. Are you Brewdog in disguise? Are you? It's like the whole the whole logo thing's just bullshit. Like I get it's a, it's been Marks and Spencer's like we're making a guy like a men's t shirt to sell. What can we put on it? Oh, we'll put some beer stuff on it. Boff, right? They've not really thought about the ramifications of it and and dived in. I would I assume, absolutely understand that. Like, I would like assume. The- I the like the, the, the calling it craft beer company. Like Aye. I totally, I totally appreciate. Aye. Like yeah. that's just somebody in the marketing department's just been totally stupid and no fucking realised and no done the research properly. Yeah. But there's no excuse for having that kind of line on there. Correct. You know, uh, gender specific. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Especially the what, like you say, with the world that we live in, even just the craft beer world in terms of making everything exclu- uh, uh, inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. Like. Just everything in general nowadays is like you'll see things, you'll sign up to stuff, and it's like, oh, what are your pronouns and all that shit, or all that stuff. How oh, that shit? I'm saying shit. Fuck it. Um, and so you'll have you'll have like that. So like, just fucking, just be aware of, of like stuff before you decide to put it out to them. Especially the likes of M and S, like a big company in that. Like fucking, don't be stupid, man. Yeah, but surely they know, you know. The- these big companies, you know, if you, if you put something out there that, you know, it doesn't hit the mark, then, you know, I'm not saying that... I'm, to be fair, it probably got more publicity than it would have done. Aye. But what I'm trying to say is, like, they, they'll understand more than most that if you do something wrong, people come after you. Because you're a big company, yeah. right? It's an easy target. I'm saying an easy target, but it's a big target, right? And if you can make a bit of noise and ripple and all the rest of it, um, then it can be quite damaging to people's, you know, uh, like stock and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? 
But surely, like, common sense has to prevail here when it comes to just stuff like, you know, when you're putting anything on a T-shirt. Because let's be honest, these T-shirts are, they're not promoting Marks and Spencers, are no. they? You know, it's it's a generic design that you say that's been made by whoever it is and then thrown out there, thinking they're, like, it's going to be, like, we've all bought those, like, pre-marked T-shirts that have got California written on them and yeah, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, by the way, nothing wrong with them. That's like the sixth one of the trip. Aye. Yeah. 100%. Put all your T-shirts in the bucket and then go to pre-mark and spend 60 quid on T-shirts and that does you till the next six months. Aye, 100%. Fucking go to, like, brilliant, buying the cheap shit T-shirts. Fucking sign me up. But it's just, but, you know, it's not, like, you know, it's got a, a generic slogan on it or whatever, it's a, or a generic city or whatever, you know, or whatever, California, sun, sea, and surf or some, you know, it's like, it's not only men are allowed in California, hashtag, you know, or whatever, you know, like. I mean, they're obviously trying to, like, pull in more craft beer people to the, to the, the supermarkets and whatnot, because they do sell, so craft, sell better craft beer. Well, I there's, there's, other there's than so releasing much... misogynistic T-shirts, stop trying to rebrand craft beer as Marks and Spencers because they can't oh, buy I it. Hate that. I and hate then that. fucking just buy actual craft beer so that the plebs that come in to do their shopping, Marks and Spencers, have got an option as opposed mm-hmm. to buying Marks and Spencers beer and then you look around the back and it's like oh brewed at Tiny Rebel or whatever, you know whatever. <laughs> you tell me that a ten quid Finback can or a 10 quid uh, other half can in Marks and Spencers is not going to get picked up more often than in a generic you know shop and name no, that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying like like you know spend a bit of coin and get some decent craft beer in and folk will buy it folk will buy it instead of fucking then uh, go and brew this for us and it ends but up just, like, buy them. Wow. just because because they didn't have any branded shit in Marks and Spencers mm-hmm no branding allowed. Fuck off. Just, just get it done right. Right, I'm going to talk about my new beer. All right, talk about your beer, and then I'll talk about Mirakai's tapping in a second. Right. So, um, Scotty Boy, who's currently cruising around the med. No bad for something. Um, Somebody's doing I, well. Yeah. Can't hide money. Um, <laughs> he ordered the the Oregon Trail pack from Elusive Brewing. So we all lapped up the, the Oregon Trail and its sort of OG form, the West Coast IPA, which was decent. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm not sure if it was better enough for Marky Boy, but um, it was it was a it was a decent. You still not had it yet, no? Um, but they, they've they've followed that up with a sort of pack of Oregon Trail and spin-offs. So they've got this sort of double double Oregon Trail, which is a double West Coast IPA sitting at eight percent, and they've also got this one, which I've picked up. It's a Midnight Oregon Trail. And it's 5.8% and it's a West Coast Black IPA. And uh, it's absolutely stonking. It West really, Coast really Black. is. Yeah, West Coast Black. And it's proper It's proper West Coast. So it's Simcoe, Chinook and Columbus um, in there. Um, and So you're getting really, really piney, resinous sort mm-hmm. of flavours. But under that, you're getting that sort of burnt toast, malty, um, almost sweet-like flavour that you get from a stout. Um, and it balances out so well. I mean, the, the overwhelming flavour is bitter, which is mm. great for it being a West Coast. Um, and it, it's got it's got a, a, a West Coast aroma. It doesn't smell like a stout. 
So it's, it's definitely, I mean, we've, we've obviously spoken ad nauseum about the sort of weight, the fact that that style's open to interpretation and, yeah. and it can either be a stout that's, that's a bit hoppy or it can be an IPA that's a bit stouty. This is certainly the latter. It's, it's definitely a West Coast IPA that's been stoutified, if you like. Um, but that, that, that extra layer of complexity that the dark malt brings, it's just, it just makes it so much more rounded as a flavour like my, my a problem with west coasts has kind of been that they're a bit one-dimensional it's like bitter or you know and, and no much else um yeah. but this this is this is uh it's adding a bit of extra you know excitement in there um but yeah i'm sure i'm sure miguel got you some um i don't know if it's in your fridge and you've not had it yet or what but i'm definitely sure um he's, he's he, he he got you some yeah, right. oh, um, so, it sounds phenomenal. Like it's delicious. It really is, mate. It's really delicious. The whole Great body is, as well. For it, for it being only five point eight, it's got a lovely body to it, and you know it, it. It feels. It doesn't taste boozy, but it feels um, more in your mouth than than five point eight. That's the big. The, like that's a huge selling point for me now. Is I can't remember who I was having this discussion with recently, and it was about. The Colonel's table beer, and to get like on your point, Cal, there. But like my point was like, if you can get as much flavor and body into a two and a half percent beer, there's no excuse anymore. Like, okay, the Colonel are yeah. like you know pinnacle, mm-hmm. like Pantheon fucking breweries, right? However, like every like if you're trying to make it in the world of craft beer and beer in general right now, and this is the style you're going with, this is the level that the the consumers are expecting mm-hmm. and you know the body the texture it's not just and about for me there's nowhere to hide on this style like like Bingo. because your casual your casual beer drinker i can i can understand um you know a mediocre sort of middle of the road ipa um because your casual beer drinker will pick it up and it'll get drunk and enjoy it and no much more said about it but you're no picking up a black IPA unless you're into craft beer. Yeah, you're no, you're no going to that. You know, you know, if you're in a tap room and you see that, if you're in a bottle shop and you see that, you're not picking it up, and you know, without knowing what you're expecting. Aye. Um, so, so there's no, there's no room for error, really, because you should, you know, if, if you're if you're going to pick it up and drink it, you're going to know a good one from a bad one, and this is definitely a good one. Sounds wicked. Sounds good, like. Sounds very good. Um. I know what you're drinking, Mark, so we'll get to that in a, in a, a split second. I'll uh, intro ourselves into that, because myself and you, we bought uh, a Hop City box um, from Northern Monk. So this uh, four-can box and a lovely little bit of glassware uh, with four breweries in the UK collabing with four breweries based in the States, uh, collabing on four lovely, delicious beers. Um which you could get in this little... for that? 30... 30... Well, it was 30 quid, and then plus whatever your delivery was, so... Like, I think we can. Essentially. Which, which, to be... Like, it's, this is some... It's no... It's a kind of one... Once a year thing, so you're... You're getting your commemorative box, your commemorative glass, and the nice cans, and... Aye, it's... It is something... I've seen your, your box was good, Gav, wasn't it? Nice. <clears throat> aye, my box is right good. Um... Mine's was not much better, to be fair. 
I was oh, really? fucking. I was buzzing for this. By the way, I was. That like, should be feedback. Like you could, you know. Sorry, you carry on, mate. Carry on. No, 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 no. You, no, you're spot on. I, I actually. So, tell the story. I was buzzing for it. It arrived. Opened up. Was ready to like do an unboxing video for the social the social pages and shit. But just I wanted just to check everything was all right before I did a video. Fucking glad I did. By the way, <coughs> opened up. Fucking cans are everywhere. Like, they're knowing their wee spots that they're meant to be in, their wee spaces. The glass was fucking fuck knows where. I thought it was smashed. But luckily enough, it was it was safe. Everything was everything was fine. But the inside the box was ripped to fuck. Cans were everywhere. There was wee bumps and stuff in the can. So it, it arrived kind of mashed up and fucked up. When in fact, incidentally, I have actually put I did put a, a, a picture up on the Instagram page of how mine's arrived and then how it should have arrived. Um, so I was a wee bit, I was like, fuck, that's a bit shit. But the beers themselves, um, I've had two already. I've had the one from, I've had the Double West Coast, which was, Mark, remind me. Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot. Shark, uh, shark something head. And oh, dog, oh, it was Dogfish Head. Dogfish um, Head and Northern Monk. And Northern I had Monk. last night, I had the Mash Gang and somebody else uh, <laughs> uh, I had the uh, non-alcoholic beer no so that was fucking 30 quid for four beers and one of them was non-alcoholic mate I'll tell you something this is another level of non-alcoholic beer this thing was so one like I said the first beer was a double west coast the non-alcoholic beer was more bitter than the west coast beer which fucking blew my mind. That was like, holy shit. This is un- this is this is unreal. Like it's it is one of one of the best non alcoholic beers I've ever had. Which to be fair, I expected it to be fucking pretty good because Mash Gang had done it. But it was phenomenal. Loved it. I've kept the two I've kept two for later in the week. One of them just so happens to be one of the beers that you're drinking now, Mark. Uh Yes, so I'm just I was pulling up the details on the the box just now, just so I had them. But this is um, I'm on high water <laughs> everywhere, um, which is a six point one percent IPA from Dea, and the American brewery is Vitamin C Brewing which is based in Weymouth, Weymouth, I'm going to go with. Um, this is, um, obviously, all the beers are um, Yakima Chief, um, and with like sort of the new strain, the 301 product from Yakima, and this was used in the old Whirlpool um, on the making of this, and then dry hopped with it as well. Uh, as well. Um, and they even used the drop of the juice that came out of the hot bag and flung it in the dry hop to get every <laughs> last wee bit of bean of citrusy tropical goodness and can i say it is phenomenal like Aye. like it is juicy it's citrusy it has a really like the citrus aspect i'm really digging to be fair because it has like a a slight bitterness to it, yeah, like uh, which just lingers on your tongue. Um, it is 
so quaffable. It is unreal. Like it's just it's what you were talking about with the the body cow and the other beer. This is it's got a, a really nice body in terms of like its drinkability for an IPA. Like you want to go back and back and back. It's no claggy. It's no yeah, thin yeah. either. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. So there's there's enough weight to it. Um, the head sort of retention on it has kind of died a death slightly. Yeah. But um, I found that with the the mash gang one. I mean, that see for me, can canned beers in general. It just ninety nine percent of canned beers for me, they just lose their head, and it, yeah. it doesn't bother me too much to no. be sure. Nah. Well, that's where I was going to go with that, mate. Though, like, sorry, it, it, even it poured quite um, light on the like the head when I was putting it in the glass, and I'm thinking, oh, is it is it going to be under carbed? Mm. Uh, but it's not like it's sort of it proper dances. Um, it's wicked, to be honest. Like it's just such a such such a good beer. I was diving in. Obviously, Deer are pretty well renowned, um, yeah. and it is a five hundred mil can as well. Yeah, that I noticed that. So it's a big, big can. Um, but the vitamin C number. Uh, I didn't really know. I've got to admit, yeah. I had to do a wee bit of digging. So they're in uh, Weymouth, which is in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yep. Um, I've been scanning through the the kind of the menu for their tap room because I think that's quite a good representation of the beers that they want their locals drinking and and, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Um, so they've got like a huge range of cans and bottles to go and all the rest of it. Tons of hard seltzers, might I add, which like... That's America new though, isn't it? The Yanks are going daft for that. Can I just say though, like if I said hard seltzer, what ABV would you think? Mm, two. Like four, between two and four maybe? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, light weight, all the rest of it. Right, listen mm-hmm. to this bad boys, right? So this one's called... Um, the Sea and Rose. It's a five percent um, Pinot Grigio um, white grapes with um, basically Nelson hard seltzer. I'd say five percent. Um, next one down, a six percent Irish. Oh, that's not an Irish stout. It's not hard seltzer, so that makes sense. This one is called. <laughs> this one's called Zombie Water. So this one is a combination of grapefruit. Lime, pomegranate, cinnamon, and a touch of grenadine that will whisk you away in a tropical ocean as far off as the land can see. Nice. They, they like all that fish. 12%. Uh, 12? Oh, sorry. That's, that's <laughs> obscene. Um, That'll whisk you away in a fucking body bag. It's <laughs> a fucking rock hard seltzer, right? Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I say, I obviously had to do a wee bit googling. Hadn't heard of them, and but I'm really glad that I have now because it's one I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on. I had to be for and it's vitamin C S E A, isn't it? From Weymouth, Massachusetts, just south of Boston. And if you're in the area, give them a shout. Wow. But honestly, the beer's quality. I've got to admit, it's like. It it tastes like a double. It feels like a double. Um, it's got all the body. It's got all the flavour that you would come to expect from, even from like deer. You know, yeah. it, it, it's a it's a quality deer beer. Um, so 
the box is pretty wicked to be fair. I'm, I'm, I, I know it's a pricey box, but I'm, I'm chuffed I got it. Um, Can like I make a point on the price and that now? Like, cause yeah. I think, I, I, one, when I, when I bought it, I thought it was five beers rather than four, right? So mm. when I opened it, I was a wee bit like, hmm, I'm missing a beer, but obviously then, Aye. Uh, kind of looked in. The the point I want to make, and because like Calm, you kind of highlighted it a little bit, is the fact that there was a mash gang beer in there, as in like uh, there was a, a a low no beer in there, mm-hmm. and when I read it, I was a bit like, hmm, unsure on this, but then I've looked at it in a way like that we we know Jordan and the gang really well, okay, and cool in the gang, I'm. I'm looking at the known low section, and Mash Gang are probably the only ones that I will honestly gloss over on this. Is it is just beer now for me with Mash Gang? Yeah. Like, so I've not tried it yet, but obviously, Gav, you, it sounded awesome. They're 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 the only ones I would trust with this. Would I pay, you know, up to eight quid a can for Mash Gang at the moment? Yes. Yeah. Even at at, at zero point five. Honestly, mate, I know. See when you have it, it's honestly. Uh, I know it's, the like, it's a cut. It's a cutting edge, knowing low ABV. Like I mean, can I say though? Like hold on, Luke, I'll just before you jump in, right? The only reason I'm given at this moment in time, I would say yes to that question, is because the quality that I've tried. Yeah, yeah. I've had the, I've had the stout, I had the cherry number, but the line and how thin the glass is on low and note at that price is so thin in comparison to name the other alcoholic name the brewery that's making a you know an five six seven eight nine ten twelve percent west coast ip whatever the beer is that you're going to pay eight quid a can for because gav you said to me us on the chat earlier you had that other half nelson number yeah and you said i'm not paying a tenner for that no but if you're not going to pay a tenner for other half, which are unquestionably uh, oh, a top ten brewery in the world, depending on where you where you are and go and read even top game. five, mm-hmm. top five. But you're willing to pay eight quid for Mash Gang, you know, like it is. It's such a fine line, and it shows yeah. you the quality that the beer and Mash Gang are. You know, in, in terms of we're just talking about it as normal beer. Yeah. But I know for a fact there's going to be listeners on this podcast at this point shouting when they're listening to this being like how the fuck can you get away with charging eight quid a can for non-alcoholic beer it's because it's because the ingredients are exactly the same you know and and harder process mate yeah i mean yeah it's it's a harder process you're 100 percent right but the 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 ingredients that are going into these beers are exactly the same as the ingredients that are going into um beers of you know six seven eight nine ten percent and that you know that that's commendable for me but that doesn't make me want to or be willing to pay eight quid for a can a non-alcoholic beer i think if i was in a tap room or a bar anywhere um, and they had a mash gang beer on keg i would a 100 try it yeah i'd 100 buy a third or or two thirds of the mash gang beer to try it and to say how is this interpretation of the style and all the rest of it and 
I'd be quite happy to pay whatever the the the, the tap room was charging for that. But I wouldn't. I, I, I definitely wouldn't. You know, it's it's, it's obviously a mindset that that people are in that they're either making the choice not to drink or they're going out and they want to drink beer or whatever. If I if I'm deciding not to drink, I'm just not going to drink beer. I'm just going to drink juice. And yeah. you know, if I'm in a bottle shop, I'm not buying non-alcoholic beer. It's not happening. No, I'm not, I, 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 you know. I very rarely do that to myself. I think in terms of the box and, and, and having the mash getting in it, like it's it's one of those, yes, like you're paying eight quid for a non, non-alcoholic beer. However, like... It's there's other layers to it because it's a hop city box, it's commemorative box, glass, and blah blah blah. Like you're getting it for those little bits as well. It only comes out. It's probably oh, it's probably only going to come out once a year. I think it's the first time I've actually done a box like this for Hop City and done these collaborations for the festival uh, and put it into a box. So it's it's it, there's other there's other layers to it. But I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I wouldn't I agree. I wouldn't. If I was in a bottle shop, I'm not going to pay eight quid for a can of non-alcoholic beer. However, in this context of it being a commemorative box, blah blah blah, as I just mentioned, like I don't mind in tasting the beer. Honestly, it, it just it takes non-alcoholic beer. But that said, a, a, level. a new level. And that said, there clearly is a market. I just yeah. don't fit into that market. It's clear there clearly is a market for yeah. non-alcoholic beer, and there clearly are people out there that are buying and drinking and enjoying non-alcoholic beer. I just. I'm just not one of those people, and you know, and I'm 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 quite happy now that there's beer that I can taste and and quite happily critique, yeah. and and all the rest of it. Whereas, you know, I just I just I wouldn't be paying that for non-alcoholic beer. I'm sorry. No, it makes sense. Well, I, I I totally I I I do get that, but I'm I, I suppose I'm a bit opposite. Like I like I know you like juice, like. As in, like you know, Sprite or Coke or whatever. Oh, I could be is. quite happy to drink that if I'm not if I'm not if I'm if not, you're not driving alcohol, you know. Whereas I'm one of the folk that like after a a pint or half a pint of Coke or whatever, if I'm out, like it winds me up. I'm a like it actually makes me grumpy. Like I hate it. Like I hate yeah. it. I would rather drink. Like we were at the uh, the bowling club the other week, and I was driving, and I had a bottle of San Miguel's Double Zero or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. it was like piss water. Like it was yeah. horrendous. It's it like, it Do you want juice? Do you want juice? And I was like, I can't have juice. That is like, but the thing for me is like, if there is options available that I'm, I would rather try. And would I pay when I was out? Like if we were all out and I had to drive. And no, incidentally, um, I was at a wedding two weeks ago and I was driving. We only we only went at the night time, and they had lucky saying and they had. Um, a German beer, which by the uh, on Erdinger, eh? Erdinger or Erlinger? Or aye, the first one. Er, er, aye, that one. But I had the non-alcoholic one. Aye, and um, don't say you but, like that. But me, it was fucking. I was rather drink that than fuck. Uh, like because I had to drive. Obviously, I didn't. Know, I didn't. I'm not a massive fan of the Lucky Saint. To be fair, anyway, a one beer that I know you guys will, would both drink and. Uh, more to the point yourself, Mark, was the, is the West Coast that's in there, like I said, Northern Monk and Dogfish Head uh, collaboration, the West Day at 8.9%. Like, these are these are decent fucking ABV beers, to be fair. Uh, double, IP, a, uh, double IPA beer. Um, if anybody's listening and you've bought it, the one thing I'll tell you about this beer is don't bother your arse putting it in the fridge. Um, so many, like, comments on Untap saying, oh, this beer's shit. 
It's a crap beer. There's, it's not a West Coast beer at all. You're fucking doing it wrong. You're one, you've, you've put it in the fucking fridge. Two, you've clearly drank it too quickly. That when you've taken it out of the fridge, you've just tanned it and it's not had a chance to warm up and give you the West Coast vibes. Don't bother your arse putting it in the fridge. Leave it at fucking room temp and it's, it's, it's a West Coast beer through and through. Um, the one aspect of the beer, which I know you're not probably not going to try it tonight, Mark, um, which kind of found weird, and I still can't decide if I like it or not, and I probably will never be able to decide because I'm not going to get it again, is it had sage in it. Interesting. And it was kind of odd, but at the same time... <laughs> It's one of those things. You, like, like, but what do you know? Like how? Like what? What, like, what was odd about it? Because if you so, what, so I, I thought about this, and the reason why it's odd is because no, I've not, I've never had a beer before that's got sage in it. However, so my thinking was right. It's weird, yes, but if I had more beers with sage in it, or I had a couple more of it, would it become more of the norm? And it, it would just add something to it. It does add something to it. Adds another layer to it, but. Aye, it's, it was just, it was weird. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't hate it at the same time. It's what you were saying before, like, uh, would you buy another can? And it's like, yes, because I want to try and dissect it more and uh, get into the beer and investigate it a wee bit more. But it's it's an it's 100% an above average beer. It's not shit. Um, I can't wait to try it, to be fair. And after you, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad you test drove it first and told, said not to have it in the fridge. Cause, but what I've done is I've kept it I've put it in the fridge to kind of keep the whole cold yeah, chain yeah, yeah. aspect of it. But when I come to drink it, I'm going to park it out and leave like, it half an hour, get it out, and then yeah. and then do it that way. That's probably the best way to do it. To be fair, half an hour before you want to drink I think, it. I think herbs. It. I think herbs are underused in in beer. Yeah. I think they've got. I think herbs have got a lot to add. Like I, 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 if I was if I was you know in a position to be to be fucking around on on experimental kits and 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 stuff like that, then herbs are definitely something I would be playing around with because I mean we've just we just mentioned that the uh, the heavy from alchemy and, and STF had coriander in it. Yeah. Um, and that's you know that's kind of widely used as a botanical and gins and, and vodkas and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um but herbs are are, are so flavorful um and cooking so you know and they add they add such a depth of flavour and, and various different notes on top of your dishes that that you know they have to. They have to be um, beneficial in brewing. It's, it was well. weird. See, honestly, see with the sage, sage is just, it's an unusual one for me. It's, yeah. Sage is is uh, it's quite a it's quite a savoury herb. I would have said, um, you know. So it's, it's I would I would have said that it was unusual as well. But I, I, I'd be really interested to try it. Honestly, see when you open the can, like it was it's. Smell like Paxil. <laughs> no, like it, pretty much. Like, there's, you don't always get with probably eighty percent, sixty percent of the beers that we drink and listeners drink. You'll open the can of beer and you'll just be like, you'll you sniff it from a distance. And you don't get anything. This beer, honestly, you opened it and it just <sighs> fucking punched you in the face. I was like, holy fuck! Like, what is that? I and mean, I was like buzzing. I was like, fuck! If that's just opening the can, wait until you fucking taste it. Uh, Hence why I'm seeing why I'm saying to leave the can and let it warm up. I made the mistake of having it icy cold, and initially I was like, "Fuck, this is shit." Let and then just let it sit for a while, twenty minutes or so, and it just you could slowly just 
get the pininess coming through and the, the sweetness coming through as well. And it was just slowly just building up to this a beer that I like I said is above average, definitely. Um it's one I would love to try again. Probably won't have the chance, but um it'll good to get it'll be good to get your opinion on it, Mark, when you finally open it. Um let's move away from Hop City because we've fucking we've talked about that long enough. Oh, incidentally I did um let Northern Monk know that the box was shit. Um mm-hmm. Just to let them know, I was looking for some freebies and didn't get them. So go fuck themselves. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. It's not just about that. I mean that's that's properly tongue in cheek, right? But yeah. it's it's you know to avoid disappointment. I mean, you pack your boxes properly. There's yeah, no, they, it's, see, it's, it's style over substance. It's style over substance. They've obviously, they've obviously designed that box to look at and know the thought to themselves like what what will happen when we give this to DPD and I, fucking I, Pavel. Like <laughs> fucking throws it in the van and 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 brings it out and throws it on your doorstep. Is it is it going to stand up to that? Aye. You know, particularly when there's a glass in there. Fairness to Northern Monk, they were they, they did message back him and look, this is the first time I've done these boxes. Um, yeah, we, we we appreciate the feedback. Like I said, just helping the cause going forward. Um, so yeah. fingers crossed. Next year's box will stay in one piece. Um, and oh, I visited uh, the new. Tasting room, it's not a tap room, tasting room of Minakai. Uh, they have opened a tasting room in Worthing. Worthing? Aye, in Worthing. I'd double check there. Um, so they've, they've, they've not moved the brewery, the brewery's still where it is, and they've opened up a tasting room in Worthing and um, went and visited Ollie and Emma at the weekend. It was actually Worthing. Uh, what is it? Worthing Tap Takeover. One of these events where it's similar to the one I've been before in Brighton, but it's like a beer festival. It's spread across like other beer, uh, pubs and tap rooms and tasting rooms. Okay, so it's, aye, various pubs are across the town, and yes. each of them have got guest guest beers on for different breweries and stuff. Spot on. I kind of forgot it was on. Just turned. All he messaged me in the morning. He's like, "Are you coming through? You see the the, the tap room at any point?" I was like, eh, "I've come to the day." Like fuck it, I had to go to the garden centre. I was like, I'll, I'll stop by on the way back. Um, by God, was I fucking happy that it was fucking more than tap takeover? I was like, this is fucking the bollocks. I was like, fucking yes. I was like, Jade, wife, you're driving home. <laughs> <laughs> tap the the the, the wee tasting room is awesome. It's such a, a a really nice wee spot what they've got. Um, it's weird. It's it's hidden away. However, there's so many really interesting talking to the half about it and there's so many interesting wee pubs their, their position is, is fantastic they're not in the middle of nowhere there's other like uh, pubs and bars and restaurants that surround them so they've, they've got a, such a good wee spot in there and it's nice it's a nice cozy wee wee tasting room um that they've got so happy for them incidentally uh when i visited it was a tap takeover of fierce would you fucking believe <laughs> that's brilliant it's like can't get fierce down here for love nor money, and they had a tactic over. And late uh, late shift was tasting the bollocks. Nice, like couldn't it? was tasting absolutely phenomenal. And then it actually had that. That's what I had actually. Couldn't even bother having other stuff. The Mexican lager or whatever, miss miss and all that shit. I was like, fuck it, I'm just sticking with that. So I happy for Emma and all. The place looks awesome. So if you're in the world area, go and check it out. Um, you won't be disappointed. I would say say that we we. Told you to go. Probably don't. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. no, your name's Goldway, uh, Mirakai, surely. No, true, true that, true that. Uh, aye, so, I like that. I like that approach. Like you know, when your brewery's out in the sticks, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's difficult. And as as a brewery, it must be hard to pass up that sort of free um, space, if you like, you know, to to just to just have a, a severy in your brewery. Aye, um, but. To, to, to say to yourself, well, our brewery's not going to get that much passing trade, so let's let's go and get a pub somewhere where we're going to get footfall. Um, <clears throat> and we had we had uh, on a few weeks back, and, and they've obviously followed this, a sort of similar vein where they, they don't have a tap room at their brewery, but they've got various pubs around the local area um, and, and not so local area, um, even far down as Manchester. But they, that you know, dedicated pubs that are selling their beer, um, and it's uh, I, it's, it's it's an interesting idea. You know, because how many how many times have we spoken about have, have we spoken about breweries that are be out in the sticks or be out in the middle of nowhere? And yeah. you're thinking to yourself, you know, unless unless you're unless you're all going to travel there in the same you know in the same minibus or whatever and spend the day there, which is a big commitment. You know, and even even places like even places like Stuart at Lone Head, you know, yeah. that's 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 a commitment to to say to yourself, right, we're going to go to Lone Head. Even for people that live in Edinburgh, that's a bit of a stretch to go up there, and and they've they've embraced that, and they've, they've you know they're serving food, and and they've got a massive tap room space, and and loads of taps and stuff, and it's great, but you know, but it's it's going to be difficult, you know, to to invest in that sort of tap room space when are you going to get that much footfall? Hmm? Right. Do. You think just on this? Well, I suppose and we're off on a tangent slightly, but I agree. I totally agree with you, mate. Do you think Stuart regret giving up the carriers' quarters or the steel cushion and and uh, and Leith now? Because they obviously I, gave that up because of lockdown. I'm that was guessing. pandemic driven, which I totally get. I totally understand that. Like, I get it. That's, but but now but now Leith's such a destination for craft beer. They must be fucking kicking themselves, man. That place is like, see, once the trams are done, and it's it's unreal right now. Like the pub, the quality of the pubs in there, in terms of what you're getting. Like, can I just say, and this is a huge sweeping statement, right? But I didn't really care. Like, Shooters Landing could be the best pub in fucking Scotland, honestly. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Let it go. And. I mean, we're often singing the praises of Edinburgh and Glasgow as a whole in terms of craft beer destinations, but Leith is, it seems as though you've got lots of destinations and a relatively short, you know, square footage, if you like, you know, so you could go and visit four or five different places and get quality yeah. craft beer and, and not have to travel too far, whereas if you're up in the centre of Edinburgh, you're, you're Oftentimes it's bus and taxi um, between destinations, which is a fucking ball ache, really. Yeah. And it's the same in Glasgow. I mean, you've got Shillings in the centre of the town, and you've got Cool Shipyard um, as well. Um, but you, you, you're you're a bit you're a decent walk between between hostels. Places, but like not like like because you can go up to the Raven or somewhere like I, that if you were out Shillings and if you were at you know Pox, if you were out Pockshaw um, Road at cool shipyard there isn't that much you would go over and see Nile at the wee beer shop obviously yeah. and then you're sort of thinking yourself right we're at we're at queen's park basically which is the the train stop that's fucking miles away for everything man you're in um 
But see, like Leith, like I walked down a uh, Leith walk on Friday. Was it Friday? Was it or that one? Anyway, one day in the last week, <laughs> I I parked the car at the St James's or whatever the fuck it's getting called these days. St James's quarter, and I had so I'm I'm doing a, a total plug on West here, right? But like you go, so I, I at the, at, when you're at St James when you're at no. St James's, you've got. Um, like I, we've got a couple of clients right near the top. Okay, so food wise, um, yeah, into the uh, street food place up at the Omni Centre. Highly recommend. Right, and then down Jeremiah Tap, all that kind of stuff. Right, so started walking down there. So you know, if you're up the top of Leith Walk, you can what it's like. You know, it's got so much traffic. But Aye. I ended up just walking the whole way down, and basically hit every pub the whole way down, just seeing what they were pouring. And managed to get all like I mean like to the bottom to the foot of the uh, to foot of the walk, and and that and I was like, can I like it, it took me a wee second because like every time I like obviously every time I go to Leith for picking beer up if I'm going to see like Patrick and that at Camper Van yeah. or from jumping in your barn I drive because obviously you've got to come back out, but mm. I walk down and I get to like the Leith depot at the bottom they've got like six taps of Moonwake, Pilot, Camper Van, you name it, right? And then, so, and then there's a wee bottle shop next to it, and I can't remember the chap's name I was speaking to, so my apologies on that, right? And then I'm like, Jane Street's the next street there, and Jane Street, when you go down, is where the new barns and the Don Zoko tap is, yeah. and they've got their own tap room in there. And I'm mm. thinking, so that's two pubs I've just walked past, a bottle shop and two pubs with... Pilot, camper van, Moonwake, the Dunzoko, all the rest of it. Why would you go anywhere else? Exactly. And then, but that's just at the top part, and this is the bit that blew my mind because obviously, like every time I've been in Leith, we hit the shore. Yeah, mm. and you go down and you hit actual Lost in Leith, and you hit Chook right. Towers, and you hit the Molten Hop, and you hit uh, Carriers Quarter, and you hit. You know, there's me just round off like. Five pubs that are see all for a, within... see for a Saturday afternoon out, like you could hit you could hit Edinburgh at twelve o'clock and and head down there and you could you know what an afternoon you could move. have down there. Oh, well, there'd be no need to move at all. Well, you walk. See if you walk down there, you're taxiing back. There's no way walking up Leith Walk after a skin fade. No, like, no, no, but... Fuck that. but but you're right. But see, once the trams get finished, you know you'd stagger out of there at eight o'clock on a Saturday night and get a tram up to up to. Uh, Princess Street, and you're doing into Waverley, and you're training him. Right, what are you talking about? We're straight up, and we're hitting espionage like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Jesus fuck! <laughs> it, it is. It's one. Of, it's it's somewhere that if you're ever in Edinburgh, like go and check it out. It's a proper. I don't even what is it's up and coming because like the place is already fucking established. Well, it is. It, it, when you mean up and coming, it, it's been. The development in there is ridiculous in terms of yeah. like the, the you know pub. There's always been quirky buildings and stuff, but they've built you know pubs and restaurants and cafes. It doesn't and it surprise me that it doesn't it surprise me that the craft beer and craft beer pubs are sort of gravitating around that that area, you know, because yeah. it's it's that type of area, you know, mm-hmm. it's that type of area. But it, but it's so amazing to have all these resources at your fingertips. Yeah. Without having to feel as though you're having to walk a mile in between each pub, you know, and that's the problem when you go further up in Edinburgh or when you go into Glasgow. Yes, there are there are 
cracking pubs with that poor cracking beer dotted around. But you have a pint, it. you have a pint or two pints, and then you're walking for twenty five minutes, half an hour to get to the next place. Right. Oh, you're jumping on the fucking subway, and then like, it's just a fucking pain in the ass. To be fair, I've just oh, I've done? just clicked on this to, just to kind of give for if you're not like obviously people that are going to be listening to this are probably going to have a good idea of the breweries that we've spoke about, right? But just to give you a quick glimpse of um, Leith, so I mean, like it's one, it's one postcode in Edinburgh. So that's the easiest way to describe it to people that are out with, you know, if you've got postcode, and this is EH nine or whatever it is, right? Like as a postcode, right? So you've got Moonwake Beer Company, the Edison Gun, the original tap room is down there. They're obviously yep. they're obviously Glasgow based, so they're getting a, a a pass on that. They've got Pilot down there. You've got um, New Barns, you've got Don Zoko, you've got Camper Van, and then you have there's the Leith Brewing Company as well. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a wee spot that's out with a, a wee bit further out um, of Leith, and and then the Leith Hill Brewery is a really really small wee brewery that's kind of I want to say either up and coming or whatever you want to call it, but they're um, They've started kind of brewing some stuff around that way as well. Like that's just a climate. There is a couple more, but like they, these are like the ones that are out with that. I mean, these are just the breweries out yeah. with that. There's so many pubs, pubs. That oh, yeah, pouring, that pubs pouring, are that are pouring those beers and so many more. Yeah. You know, so like you, I, I'd be quite confident that you'd be able to go and get any kind of Scottish craft beer pouring on draft in at pubs, least one of those pubs. You know, you'd, you'd be able to go in and get your your overtones or your fierce or your fucking, yeah. you know, whatever. There was um, in the, um, the Mother Superior Bar uh, this week, which is down, right, like, that's the closest pub to New Barnes and that. They had uh, Tempest, they had um, Dea, they had, and yeah. I was like, I was looking at this boy's menu and I was like, I am so gutted I'm, I'm driving. Like, I'm working I'd have been straight on the phone to the office. Ah, the engines blew up in the car. Right. You're going to have to buy me a hotel in Edinburgh. Kind of get, kind of get. Chains are cancelled. Kind of get him. Kind of get him. I'm fucked. It's just, um, it's one of those things. Like I know we we went down to Bristol and stuff, and we've done a wee bit of, of looking about in other places that have craft beer. Like we when we went to Bristol, we were like, oh, Bristol craft beer seems fucking amazing. Like we we've got that on our doorstep. Well, you've got that. Well, well, well we have. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, yeah, I, I've got fucking beak, right? Your, your pub, but this is this is the point I'm trying to make up though. The point, like when I when I was down and we spent like all the weekends doing it yours and it, hitting all the different bars and that. Like even in Eastbourne, I was like, there's like five or four like craft beer orientated either yeah. tap room, no tap rooms, but like bars that are predominantly craft focused and even when we then branched out in our drunken haze we were probably still getting a, a pint of something that had flavor to it Aye. right that's not always been the case when we've went especially where we when we grew up like you know um, if, you, if you even go back to when we made our mad trip down to St Ives like I can't one I can't remember a lot of it but 
I don't we recall were on, Like that was Foster's and like you know what I mean. Well, I was like, I was heavy tense. I I I, I rocked. It. We parked the car and I rocked it back on tense at fucking half eight in the morning. <laughs> I know they those pictures came up though. I was actually going to send one through. Like there was, I've got a picture of you, uh, like Cal, Gav, and 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 Hoose Rice. And honestly, like when I looked at it and I I had to like do the maths thinking. What age were you, or what age were we? What year was that? Was that 2010? 11. 11. 2011. Uh-uh. Holy shitballs. 23. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, see, when you look at the picture, mate, if, honestly, hours. if you're a day over, like, 15, like, mm. I, like or, I, I don't know. It was it was actually so funny. Such a good holiday. Great. There's stories in oh, all Aye, God almighty, aye, that was, uh, for another just... day. That's maybe for, <laughs> that's maybe for Patreon, we'll do that, like, as a, 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 Patreon. a, a behind... I know what, that has to be for Patreon, because their stories are fucking daft. Okay, you, uh, your ears go weird, Gav. Aye. Yes, grew, actually. He grew into them. You know, grew into them. My, my head's just grew into them properly. That's all it is. Because I said this, I weirdly said this to the missus. As she, well, I can't remember what we're talking about. And, um, and then I was at um, I, I know what it was. We were, we were obviously joking in the group chat about Beak. And then your man, your man there, right? He ain't the big nose, right? And then I was like, oh, it's, I, I get the ears. He gets the nose, I get the ears. And then she was like, what are you talking about, the ears? And then... Like I've I've clearly just fucking like my head just grew into them clearly because they were fucking obscene. <laughs> I, I accept I accept it and I've accepted. It well, it's like like see pictures of me when I was in primary school and early secondary school. I had fucking massive logs and all, and that's what I'd like that's what I said. Like I I, I said I always say I got I was born with adult ears and I just grew into them. So you were obviously the same. You just but you the thing is, my, big logs well, I must have been grew with fucking extra large adult ears because my head was massive anyway. I, I dread to think what you're going to be like when you hit like sixty five, seventy, because that's when 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 men get older, their ears get fucking bigger. Mind so, I'm going to be. I'm going to have to pin them back. We'll just have to whisper at you for fear, mate. You'll hear us anyway. So it'll be fine. It's what it'll be like. What's his space for still game? Uh, I oh, shug the lug. Shug the lug, yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Saving me in that one. Christ on a bike. Stories. Oh, stories. Too many stories. Aye, so one, but... more, one more shout out for me, Gav. I mean, I know we're kind of probably getting close to wrapping things up. No, so, no, um, I'm going to diverge slightly away from beer. Um, oh, yes. And um, my wife very kindly picked me up a, a bottle of Matuga. Rum, um, Matuga, 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 same fucking. Uh, you're you're wanting to tell India about fucking pronunciation, <laughs> mate. Fucking I've got to, I've got to pick flop. it up when somebody else makes a mistake. I've got to jump on it. Let's be honest. And uh, so I, this is uh, this Matuga. is uh, Matuga, Matuga spiced uh, masala chai rum, um, and it's I am I'm really looking forward to this. I seen the advert and I thought to myself, well, you know, I I've been thinking for a long time. I really fancy a bottle of rum to sort of sip of an evening because yeah. um, I like rum and uh, yeah so Kirsty, Kirsty had to think fast that I tell her to, I, I had bought her an anniversary present and uh, she hadn't got me anything so she had to think fast and she pulled mm. this out of the bag at the last minute so she uh, thought she thought you might like a fucker. probably well 
I've no chance. I've near. I've no chance on my tugger the night. To be fair. <laughs> I better. I better open it before I have one on my tugger. That's the only my tugger. I'm getting. Oh shit! Um, that's the um, that's the cask that Elkame slash Broughton I'll use for the next Rum DMC. Mm. Oh, what the but, the spiced cask? Spiced cask. Oh, mate, was this is this is it's infused with a masala chai blend and a touch of Scottish honey. So it's uh, I it sounds it sounds fucking delicious. It goes the, the website goes into more details about what's actually in it, black tea and and uh, various different spices and stuff. Um, but uh, it sounds uh, sounds delicious. So I can't wait to crack that and enjoy some over ice. Yeah, nice one. That'll be honestly. That'll be that'll be delish. Like knowing Paul and Josie, mm-hmm. I think um, it's um, yeah. I've got to admit that was a <laughs> an absolute. Sorry, like it was an absolute like stumble on find, and I've shout out uh, Susan that works in the office at Alchemy because I walked in there one day and you wanted the old Matoga. Yeah. She, was... she was like, Ken, what I found, Mark, I'm a tugger. Sorry, <laughs> Susan, what, was yeah. it, please yeah. Mark, I'm a tugger. Uh, uh, my number is, let's ask for number. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was the guy himself, like, like Kirsty had been messaging, um, she'd been look, trying to find shops that she could buy it in, um, so that she didn't have to wait for delivery and, and all that kind of stuff, and she'd pinged him a message actually last night. Um, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it was that she was messaging them on, um, which was like totally after hours, like after business yeah. hours, and the guys, the guys got back to her pretty much straight away and said, "I will, you can, you can order it and come in and pick it up if you're local and yeah. and stuff." And it was him, it was the guy himself that, that dealt with her at the shop um, when he went when she went in to pick it up today. So, I brilliant. Nah, I'm not surprised. Like, that's like many, really good. That's that's the thing about like. You sort of talk about like local and and supporting local and all the rest of it. Like but I had never aye, exactly that. Like see that the, the fucking the booze play bargain booze that I mentioned at the start. Like the boys like, Oh, if you live local, if you live in, in ten miles, like free delivery and stuff, I was like, I live fucking in Brighton, mate. He's like, Ah He's like, You might get charged. I was like, Ah, probably. <laughs> so, like, aye. I know it's obviously not a brewery, but I like, I think the whole support local thing is so important, and you you actually don't know what's on your doorstep, and that's the point I was going to make. There was like I couldn't believe that that was in Livingston. Yeah, you know, Brucefield Industrial Estate. Yeah, was oh, it Levy? Oh, Levy. who Levy. fucking knew? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even like I had I was driving in there like on a weekly basis to get to Alchemy, and it wasn't until Susan went to the Gin and Rum Festival in Edinburgh. And was like, have you ever heard of this Matuga? And and she was, she gave me a list of stuff, and I was like, no, nah, never even heard of them, or Matuga, as it's now obviously yeah, going to be, be Matuga. It's going to be done. Matuga, Matuga. And I was like, no, nah. two G's. It's Tugga Gugga. <laughs> and I'd say, oh, where are they based? Like it sounds like you know, tropical. Basically, let's be honest. And she was like, they're based like across the road, and I was thinking, you're, you're actually like, I was going to say you're pulling you're my pisser. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving me a matugger the room. This is ridiculous. I, mean, I had to. But then, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go and 
like going around and asking them, like, see what the crack is. And I was like, holy fuck, like, and like you say, they make wicked stuff. So it's uh, funny. Yeah. yeah. And that comes back to the point that we made. So, God, talk about the. This is a Billy Conley sketch of getting round back to the point about. Aye. You never know what breweries and distilleries are in your and in, uh, industrial estates nearby you, and they might Aye. be selling in local, you know, bars and restaurants and tasting rooms and tap rooms uh, uh, nearby. My tug off. There you go. There's a huge circle of Billy Conley. We 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 started with something sensible. We took you around the the world of pure pish and landed back at Matuga. Yeah, there, there was there were too many jokes in that to be fit. We'd been here on we'd been here all night. Probably. Um, I think we'll we'll round things off there. Um, I think that's probably wise. That's probably very wise to be fair. Um, if you fancy a Matuga or you want to you you want. You want to support the podcast, then you've enjoyed this podcast. Listening in. <laughs> Don't just become a patron because you want a Matuga off us. That's not going to be... Like, oh, that's if, not you, the... if you come in at, if you come in at top patron, I'll give you a Matuga. <laughs> I just turned this into an OnlyFans page away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be a big podcast. We don't hate the video. We don't hate the video. I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you... You can uh, get the... God, I might talk about... You always say about the added extras on Patreon, Gav. This is like... That's, that's um, serious added extras, to be fair. Can I just um, say, though... For, I'm as, so... for as little as £1.50, my ad. You're not getting a matugger for £1.50. Okay? <laughs> Think I'm a slag. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, dear God. Thank God nobody listens to this far into the podcast, eh? <laughs> I might have to flip the podcast and put this at the start or something. Um, Just for... um, I've I've lost my train of thought where I was. Uh, Whenever you listen to this podcast, we appreciate it as always. Make sure uh, you are uh, subscribed and you are following whatever platform you do use. Uh, Much appreciated. If you can drop us a wee five stars, you'll get a matugger at the end of it. And (laughs) fuck this. No, because then it's either Callum's doing some really dirty stuff or we're going to buy everybody a bottle of rum, which... Oh my God. <laughs> either way, it's expensive. <laughs> oh, fucking, this is just deteriorated at a fucking cave. Well, people have kind of came off us a wee bit, the boys, to be fair. Nah, it's just, it's went, I don't know what the fuck's happened to you. Um, but yes, uh, by all means, go to, by all means, just, just go to the fucking social media pages, like, follow and share. If you want a Matugga and you want to fucking support the podcast officially, head to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. My name is Gavin. That's Callum and that's MD from the Beer Fridge Podcast, the home of real beer, real breweries, real opinions, and a Matugga. Until next time, beer. Beer Fridge Podcast.